Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, July the 19th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we continue year A proper week 11, which is the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Wednesday of the week, I'd like to pick up one of the extra passages that hang around in this week of the Revised Common Lectionary, this week of the church's calendar year. And so there's always an extra psalm. So why don't we cover one today? Psalm 86, verses 11 through 17. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 86, verses 11 through 17. Teach me your way, Lord, that I might rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I might fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever. For great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. Arrogant foes are attacking me, O God. Ruthless people are trying to kill me. They have no regard for you. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Show your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. Give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and comforted me. This is the word of God for us. this sounded familiar, uh, it's because we covered this psalm about four weeks ago. And I think the governing comment that I made there was how neat it was that a psalm would mention somebody's mom, right? Um, this, isn't this fun? Like, usually women are the NPCs of the, the Bible's narrative. They're just the non-player character, uh, whereas uh, men are kind of working out most of the uh, the narrative. But um, in this Verse 16, turn to me and have mercy on me. Show me your strength in behalf of your servant. Save me because I serve you just as my mother did. So how cool is that? Hat tip to all the moms out there, which I can say on fall authority, none of us would have a great Christian life without motherly figures in our life, either the mothers that we have or the um, or the mothers that we get through the life of faith in the life of the church. And so we can put that to one side. This is a unique psalm. This is the only psalm of David. That's in the book three of the Psalter. And if you, we, we zoom out and look around the Psalms around us, uh, a lot of these Psalms have more to do with national tragedy, right? So it's the people of God getting together and grieving. And um, this, so the Psalm 86 would have been an interesting one. If we were, if we were reading Psalm after Psalm, we get to this one. If we were, if our you know, attention was held up, we would recognize that this is just a different tenor, right? Maybe a different um, melody in the background as we're singing this song. Um, this psalm has uh, got an interesting structure to it. It's got a lament at the beginning and at the end. The verses that we cover today are the middle part of the confidence part of the psalm and then back into the lament at the end. Uh, one of the commentators that I was looking at this uh, was st- struck by verse 11. It says, Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I might fear your name. According to this scholar, and we could take other Psalms of David and we can look at this Psalm and we could see that it looks like, uh, one theory of it, is that many of the major lines from other Davidic Psalms are clipped and added here, almost like an anthology uh, to some of the psalmic 
um, Corpus of David or just the other uh, treatments of the Psalms from David. And it looks like something has gone down in the psalmist's life and they've been having time to reflect about it. Uh, This is not like guttural response to a tragedy that just happened yesterday. Maybe it's something that happened down the road. And uh, they're reflecting. They seem to have more of a a clear, sober uh, reflection of what's gone on. And because of that, they've developed confidence. Uh, Something went down maybe months ago, maybe weeks ago, maybe years ago. And um, I haven't been brought to ruin like I thought maybe initially, but I'm still here. I'm still turning up to worship. I'm still reflecting on the promises of God. So this seems more like a polished uh, psalm of praise to God in this confidence part of the psalm. And so verse 11 is a unique uh, ask, a unique, unique petition. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I might fear your name. So the psalmist is obviously coping with this disaster, uh, but they would like to have more time so they can be more reflective, stronger, um, just a little more centered as they continue to work through whatever has gone on. And so this is just, uh, you know, made me pause and think about What a gift the life of the church is. Um, At any moment, like any church that we inhabit, any group of Christians that uh, we are among, uh, people are going through some stuff, right? And, uh, you know, before us, people were going through some stuff. And we can look all the way back and say, okay, if one thing's been constant in the life of the church is that people have endured grief. And uh, nobody's been perfect in enduring the grief. But uh, there's a gift to the teaching of scripture, to uh, the times of prayer, to the songs that we sing that help our soul to be able to steady itself and to reflect. And then in the midst of it all, even though like the the, uh, events might still be fresh upon our minds and cause us to stagger, cause us to be anxious, that uh, something about just the this the grace that's given to us through study, through prayer, through songs, through service. We get to say, you know, like God has helped me thus far, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna continue on. Um, God's still going to be with me, and you know, maybe, maybe you and I can have the same petition as the psalmist here, which is like, hey, like I've been going through something, and gosh, it's going better than I thought it would because of your faithfulness. But I, I like to have more. Like, g- give me some more time. Give me some more illumination about this certain situation, so that I can continue to be a faithful worshiper who trusts in your covenant love and faithfulness uh, towards your people. Um, I love that. Verse 13, for great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths, from the realm of the dead. Um, And then there's like this turning of arrogant foes are attacking me, God, ruthless people are trying to kill me. But you, Lord, are a compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And that's the difference, right? The difference is how gracious and compassionate this God is. Uh, We didn't read it. Uh, but if you'd like to have a little baby mama drama from the passage, you go to verse 8. It says, Among the gods, there is none like you, Lord. No deeds can compare with yours. Right? So this is another monolatry passage of the Old Testament set of monotheism. Where like there's just at least a, an awareness or maybe uh, just a just like an acknowledgement that the, you know other neighboring nations are worshiping other gods, but you're distinct and better than them all. And that's the reason I worship you. And the reason, the rationale is because you are a compassionate and a gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, right? And so that's how we can endure. We endure because of the compassion and the grace of our God. So those things in mind, we'll spend some time praying to our God this morning.
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we stand in amaze about who you are and all the things that we could say, all the superlatives of who you are, the thing that we dwell on this morning is you're a God who's gracious and compassionate. Therefore, you are distinct. You're in a place of your very own. And so because of that, uh, we worship you. And like the psalmist words that we read this morning, you're also our teacher. God, many of us are in way over our heads in the area of our life. Uh, something has been difficult. It's been thorny issues. Um, we are maybe we're in isolation and we don't have anybody else to help bear it with us. And so uh, we, like the psalmist, are asking that you would teach us your ways. Help us to be more reflective. Help us to be uh, more aware of how we might be faithful in our very next step. And so God, this day, our life is laid bare before you. And so as we stand before you and worship you and pray to you, our soul rises to meet you. We just simply pray, God, that you would teach us your ways. Allow us to be just consumed by you today so that we can walk in the depth of faithfulness that you ask. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.